A young man came home from college one weekend and was surprised to find his mother upstairs in bed. Don't worry about dinner, Mom, he said reassuringly. I'll carry you down to the kitchen right now. That young man was an instrument of his own self-serving. It's not quite what we have in mind when we say, Lord, make me an instrument. And yet many people do play their own notes, as it were, doing their own thing. Many people play out the notes of their life with nothing profound to live for. Others simply go through the motions of life, doing what they think they ought to do, without really searching for deeper meaning and authenticity. The Apostle Paul may have been doing just that prior to where we pick up our story from our text from Acts that Lois read for us. You recall he was first called Saul, and had been fulfilling his duty as a good Jew, persecuting the early Christians. He was simply doing what he thought he was supposed to be doing. In one sense, he was blindly going through the motions of his life. How many times have we blindly gone through some of the motions of our lives? And then... We remember that while he was on the road to Damascus, Paul was physically struck blind. He was in the midst of his blindness, and it was there that he encountered the Lord. The Lord said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And after that, Paul was led into the city, and that's where we pick up our story for today. Ananias was an early disciple of Christ, and the Lord called to him to go and restore Paul's sight. And what was his response? It was from his own perspective, not the Lord's. Ananias told the Lord that he had heard what an evil person Paul was, and it just wouldn't be right to go and heal him. And listen carefully to what the Lord said to Ananias in verse 15. Go, for he, Paul, is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. Paul who was blind to God's plan and salvation, and Paul, who was literally blind, was to receive grace and healing and see in more ways than one. He was to be an instrument of the Lord. Ananias, as an early insider to the way of Christ, and who at first could only see his own way of viewing Saul, and Paul, as an outsider to the way of Christ, was blind to that way and the purposes of Christ. Both were to become instruments of God's grace. As 
they would then share God's goodness and mercy in their lives unfolding. In the words of Sir Winfred Grenfell, it is obvious that each of us is a traveler, that the purpose of this world is not to have and to hold, but to give and to serve. Is that not what being an instrument of the Lord is all about? Lord, make me an instrument. Say it with me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. George Bernard Shaw once offered this insight. This is the true joy in life. The being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. That certainly was a resonating theme of Paul as he gave himself to the ministry of Jesus Christ. So let's turn now to another Saul, the Saul of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, whom we read about in our passage from 1 Samuel. This Saul was the king of Israel, and you will recall he was feeling tormented. He was feeling abandoned by God and probably had a good old case of the blues. It was suggested that his attendants find someone who was skillful at playing the lyre so that when it was played, Saul would feel better. Now, the lyre was used for both secular and sacred music. It was something between a harp and a guitar, sometimes having as few as three and as many as 12 different strings, depending on its purpose and what the occasion was. Well, the word on the street was that Jesse had a son named David, who was especially well-skilled at playing this instrument, and so Paul sent for David, and David came. And whenever Saul was overcome by the evil spirit, or as we might think of it today, whenever Saul was overcome with depression, David would play for him and his depression would lift. Just over 425 years ago, in 1594, Richard Hooker wrote this one line in his book, The Laws of Ecclesiastical Polity. Music is a thing which delights all ages and seems in all states a thing as seasonable 
as in grief or in joy. David used his instrument as a way of of fulfilling a healing need for Saul. And of course, we know that David himself became an instrument of the Lord in his life's unfolding as well. Music is at its best when it is in the service of a spiritual impulse. Music can touch us in the darkest chambers of self-doubt, discouragement, sorrow, and loss, and lift us to hope, the renewal of love and joy. When David played, Saul felt better. And what a gift that music was. And what a gift that music is. At this time, I'd like to invite a guest to come forward. Um, This is Susan Grace. Amazing Grace. (laughs) Um, Susan is visiting with uh, Bruce and Bea and uh, was at our Brewster's Circle this last Wednesday evening and uh, shared the gift of music, and I've invited her to share for us today as well. Uh, Susan, welcome. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. surrounds us and no one can see, but a simple smile and gentle touch can light the pathway. Hope is the lantern that's held up high. The stars shine and will be our guide and love will lead the way. And it's all just a leap of faith, trusting each turn that we take. Just one step at a time Believe our intention will provide For we are all walking our truth Trust your heart and be the light in this world Out of the darkness and wilderness we've come To see ourselves here at home For it is wherever we are and walk in our own shoes To be true to ourselves is sometimes all one can do And it's all just a leap of faith 
trusting each turn that we take. Just one step at a time. Believe our intention will provide. For we are all walking our truth. Trust your heart and be the light in this world. we can just reach out to each other and truly all do whatever we can to be honest with our struggles and help one another and give this old world a loving hand sharing light and joy in all that you do every action every word let your heart sing true and it's all just a leap of faith trusting each turn that we take just one step at a time believe our intention will provide for we are all walking our truth trust your heart and be the light in Trust your heart and be the light in this world. Thank you, Susan. Music is a means of transverbal praise. It both expresses for us and evokes for us a response. Music is a gift to be received and to be celebrated. The instrument played is simply the agent of the gift. As one who has dabbled with playing a few instruments during his life, the uh, guitar, the piano, and the trombone, a long time ago, I know how important it is for an instrument to be tuned. When it is in tune and used as it is today, it offers incredible beauty. But let the instrument go out of tune and everything becomes discordant. As a minister of the Christian faith, I can tell you how important it is to have your life tuned to God. For when you are out of tune with God, you will be in discord and the notes of your life will feel discordant. And how do I know? Because I've been there. I've been there. There have been times when my life has been out of tune with God. And it's as painful as hearing a chord that just doesn't fit. Mm. It's uncomfortable and makes you want to cringe on the inside. You know, the organ is a pneumatic instrument. It means it has to have air, which is the Greek word for pneuma, 
air has to be forced through the pipes for it to be played. And each, each pipe has to be in tune. And we spend time and resources regularly keeping the organ in tune. And when each pipe is in tune, then the air, the wind, the pneuma, can blow through it and it gives a beautiful sound. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit is. It, the word spirit is pneuma. It means breath, God's breath. When God's breath can flow through us as tuned instruments, there can be beautiful music. Here's how the missionary Frank Laubach described it in his prayer diary. God, this attempt to keep my will bent toward your will is integrating me. Here in this Calcutta station, I feel new power such as I have not had for many years. The task to which you have called me is as hard to accomplish as scaling Mount Everest. But you can accomplish it if I keep my will attuned to your will. And isn't that the challenge for us as well? To always be attuning our will to God's will and not the other way around. Lord, make me an instrument. I hope that in some small way, through my preaching and teaching and other pastoral work, God will continue to use me and make me an instrument for God's purposes. And I hope the same for each one of you. There's a wonderful story about St. Francis. You may have heard it, but it bears sharing. One day, so the story goes, St. Francis said to one of his fellow monks, let's go into the village square and preach. But instead of talking, he patted a dog in the town, helped a poor woman across the street, stopped to comment about the beauty of a weed. He spoke most kindly to all the people they passed in their walk around the square, and then he said, let's head home. But Master, said the monk, we came to preach. And St. Francis said, we have done so, my son. We just went about loving people and dogs and life. That was of itself a sermon. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace, of your kindness, of your love, of your light. How will you be an instrument? Perhaps each of us can find more ways to share love than to be loved. Perhaps we can care more for the sorrows and burdens of others than for our own. Perhaps we can listen more to the needs of those around us rather than feeling hurt when no one listens to us. Perhaps we can let go of our grudges and complaints and get on with the joy of living and giving. And perhaps... Just perhaps, if we begin to do those things, the Lord will indeed make us instruments 
instruments of God's grace, healing, peace, joy, and love. Saul, who later became Paul, by the Lord's amazing grace, became an instrument of God's purposes. And David used an instrument and later became an instrument himself for God in the service of Israel. In the sacred arts of life, we too can be instruments of God and all God would have us do and become such that the music of our life's unfolding will be tuned to God's will and God's way. In closing, I want to share these simple yet profound words. They were found in the margin of an old woman's Bible. You ask me what is the will of God, and I will answer true. It is the nearest thing that should be done that God can do through you. That God can do through you. Lord, make me an instrument. Amen.